Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090. ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Full house today, joined by Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, Grant Mona in studio. How about that? Tim Lee, let's start with you, Buckets. How are you doing on this glorious day? I'm doing well, but I just found out that, la- okay, on Sunday, we had a text exchange that you said the Cowboys are <laughs> winning the <laughs> NFC, right? Brandon disagreed big time, and we haven't settled that on air yet, so. All right, like, I, I thought we were going to give it a minute, but listen, <laughs> let's just get right into it. I mean, it, it, this, this idea that they don't care who the quarterback is in San Francisco, I mean, you can go back to the tape at the beginning of the season, you know. If Trey Lance was the quarterback of the 49ers, they would have won multiple Super Bowls. <laughs> Trey Lance gets hurt. Jimmy G's in. We are back. We were never going to win a Super Bowl with uh, Trey Lance. Jimmy G's okay. Jimmy G goes down, and there's this trend. I, I don't think I can say it. Just say BCB. BCB is like, this is the last pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. They Mr. had Irrelevant. a uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. That's a better nickname. And now they're, they're making comparisons to Tom Brady. When, you know, when Drew Bledsoe went down, and Tom Brady comes in, and it's like, Who's the four-string quarterback? I mean, this guy must Josh be amazing. Johnson. Josh Johnson must be like the second coming. What XFL, the heck is XFL going star, on? XFL star. Uh, I mean, that's a whole separate argument. But <laughs> the, let me just refute the Dallas is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we we can bet money on that. They are not going to the Super Bowl. Wow. They're going to lose to the Eagles in the divisional round. All right, so let's round. do this. It's going to be a push because you, uh, you're not going to take the field. You'll take San Francisco. I'll take my Cowboys, and we'll see who uh, What do you mean? Wait, for the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! I'm not taking the 49ers right now. Okay, well I'll get. Well, I'm just saying the Cowboys the aren't going to win. <laughs> well, that's like an easy bet because, of course, right? Yeah. What is your famous uh, quote? Death taxes and the, the Cowboys, Cowboys are going to choke. choke. They yeah. will. They will. Just like Brazil will choke. They look great. They choke every World Cup. What if we give Brandon every team besides the Eagles and the Cowboys? So he doesn't. I'm not, I'm not giving them the field. I'm <laughs> no, not that's well, that's way easy too because many. That's no, way too, no, way too many. That's just the, the, the Cowboys haven't won since 1996, and they're not going to win again. That's fine, but like you pick one team, I pick one team. Yeah, and, I, I like that. That's the correct. I'm that's not going to because there's complete bias in the way. Every time I pick my team, the 49ers, I'm talking how great they. They are they suck so oh, wow. right now right <laughs> now He's doing the opposite He's right doing now the opposite. they're going you know i everyone in media i disagree with the comparisons to tom brady it's very easy i mean dan orlovsky could come back in the nfl and play quarterback for the 49ers right now and with those well. weapons and, and do, do well. well anybody could tim you could i could that's what i'm saying and grant yeah. could armand could it's really not I'm that saying. hard because explain to me where this is coming from how did he get this nickname if you can while we're on the air <laughs> BCB? yes oh i mean gosh. i just think so i saw the look in his eyes He's 
Rodgers looks like a winner when he came on the field. It's true. You can oh, he, tell. He gave him the nickname. You can tell. Wait, no, no, I didn't. I didn't okay. create the trend. Some some 49ers fan did, Unreal. but I was looking at it. I'm like, dude, this guy's got poise. He moves better than Jimmy G. He obviously, is not as good as Jimmy G, who can read defenses. Brock still has to learn how to read defenses. But, I mean, he had the look of winning in his eyes. Some guys have fear in their eyes. You can see it in Daniel Jones. You can see it in other guys. Like, I don't know. Give me a quarterback. Give me a, you can see fear Baker in their eyes. No, yes. it was yes. fear in the fear in his eyes. He's Baker, scared. Baker is a legitimate argument that he, he's just afraid of playing football yeah, he's now. But ghosts like Sam. I really said. don't like those arguments. Those are like, that guy played with more heart. Also, I got a shout out to whoever gave Armand like not Armand but Arash that much caffeine. I mean, he's on fire. Right now. <laughs> oh my! But gosh. I will say this: the 49ers, They I, as much as I don't want to say they're going to win the Super Bowl, they do have the best roster in the NFL, and it's in my opinion, it's not close. Just on both sides of the ball. At the same time, it's so hard for yeah, it's so hard for me to say that they're going to win with the rookie QB if even or if Jimmy comes back. I mean, the dude, what is seven weeks? Who knows if he'll be a hundred percent? It's tough. I do still think they get to the NFC title game, but this notion that they're certainly not going to win anymore and that the Cowboys and Eagles are the class of the NFC. That's just a fallacy. I'll agree it's just, with that. You know, like, I mean, I'm not going to come, a, I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but I'm honest. Like, this 49ers team is going to cause people problems still in the my, playoffs. My only claim to this is that the Super Bowl is going to be won from an AFC team. That's that's all I'll I mean, say. I Unless the Bengals get there. I, well, that's I the thing, though. You chance. have the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills, the Bills that are all contenders. And the Chargers. And the NFC, you go Eagles. Whoa, 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 whoa. And the Chargers, whoa, whoa, yes. And the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers who just got drilled by the Raiders. Wait for the people to come back healthy. We it haven't even they? seen the team like come the back. Clippers. They're like the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers are fully healthy now. Look, now, you say that I, I can look at Andrew report and it'll be questionable. Who do you trust more, the Dolphins or the Chargers? I trust neither, but I trust the Chargers like by an inch. Look, the Chargers have talent, like insane amount of talent. This is a team that legitimately. But they have Joe Lombardi calling the plays. Yeah, that's okay. That, that's that is definitely not talent. You're not wrong about that too. But they got Staley too, and like you need you need somebody who's like going to be able to make that bold kind of decision when the game is on the line. I don't trust him necessarily. He's not a winner so far. But I still think the talent give, will be there. I'll give a rush this. I do think the Vikings are frauds. I think both, well, yeah, they both, are. both, mm. both, both uh, conferences, there's three teams. In the NFC, it's the Niners, Cowboys, and Eagles. And in the AFC, it's the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. No one else besides those six teams is winning the Super Bowl. I have a question for Arash. So this Cowboys season, compare it to the Romo, Dez should have caught it, which team did you have more confidence in, this one or that one? Because that one was really good as yeah, well. Yeah, so, I mean, so this one, the difference is defense. Defensively, they can actually win a Super Bowl. Tony Romo, I, I never had that that feeling with him. Yeah, that was a um, pit in the stomach right yeah, there. Yeah, but, but, but by the way, so the year that they go 13-3, and three, I think, and they lose to the Giants, I thought they would get to the Super Bowl but lose. Again, you have to remember that that was the p- p- the Patriots year. That was, uh, so, I mean, the fact that that is still one of the most amazing uh, runs for a team, that the Giants made the playoffs. They go to Dallas to beat the Cowboys. They go to Green Bay and greet the, beat the Packers, and they beat the uh, Patriots. So, this is the first time since Troy Aikman and Hemet Smith and Michael Irvin that I'm like, oh, shoot, they got a top three defense, top three run game. Uh, th- those are the two things that I think. If you can run the ball and you can play defense, you have a chance. So Christmas Eve, by the way, that's the big date that I'm circling on my calendar. Cowboys 
And the Philadelphia Eagles. It's going to be a good play. It's in Dallas. Dallas is going to win that game. I'll give you that. I think Dallas will win that game. There we go. I think, you know. So now that we're looking at the odds, according to Circus Sports, uh, we got the Bills. We got the Chiefs. Philadelphia Cowboys. And you're right, Brandon. San Francisco right there. I mean, what, what gives you guys confidence right now? That, that San Francisco is still in the hunt. Their defense, yeah. by far the best in the league. I mean, they, no one can run against them. The only the reason why they're a tough matchup for both the Cowboys and the Eagles is as good as Jalen Hurts has been this year, we know what Dak Prescott does when there's pressure on him in the playoffs. Choke. He chokes. He's going to do it again. But for Jalen Hurts, the Niners are like a... A, a death trap for the Eagles because the yeah. Eagles run the football. That's how they win games. The Niners, no one can run the football on the 49ers, which means if the Eagles want to beat the 49ers in a supposed NFC championship game, if that is the matchup, yeah. even with Brock Purdy, I mean, the Niners only need to put up 20 points unless Jalen Hurts is going to have to win that game with his arm. I just want to say one point to reinforce your yeah. confidence in this too. The game against Miami was so big and pivotal, in my opinion, for San Francisco. They're facing a team with a coach who legitimately has spent 15 years with the yeah. Shanahan offense and defense, played and coached D'Amico Ryan, and he knows exactly what that team is capable of doing, and they still got destroyed. So it's like... With a third-string quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like if they couldn't even do it when they had the entire cheat sheet, yeah. it was an open-book test, Yeah, and, and I'll, they failed. I'll give you this. I do think, by bias aside... Um, if Jimmy G had not gotten hurt, I think they would be the consensus pick to come out of the NFC by most analysts. A lot of people are still riding with the Eagles. The experience, though, the 49ers have experience. They're the only one of these teams with, with have that have players in the Super Bowl, who have yeah. been in the Super Bowl, and multiple NFC Bowl. championship appearances. The Eagles don't. Um, and that's not saying the Eagles can't make it. They obviously can, and they're a very talented football team. Um, and But the Cowboys, they haven't been past the divisional, right? Um, or even the wild card. Have they even gotten to the gotten divisional? They've the divisional. They have not gone to the conference championship okay. since 1996. Exactly. And the Eagles, there's, what, three people on their roster that went to that Super Bowl still? That's it. Three to five people. The one thing I cannot forget about when it comes to the Eagles, the year that they won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Yep. The first two games, they had the same kind of makeup as this team. Mm. Home field advantage. Nick Foles against the Falcons didn't do much. Against the Vikings the next week, he did a little bit more, but still not much. In the Super Bowl, the Patriots were the 32nd ranked defense by DVOA, and he lit them up. But what got them to the Super Bowl was that raucous home crowd. That They were wearing the dog masks. Yep. Do you guys remember all yes. that? They're, They're gonna still going to do that. All, of that, st all yeah. of that stuff is going to come back. And now they have a, a, a quarterback that, yes, he hasn't been in this moment, but I just can't see them losing at home. I just can't. So, yeah, and that's why I'm saying I can't, as much as I love the 49ers, I can't say that they're a clear cut going to the Super Bowl. It's okay. I'll say it for you. They are a clear-cut favorite. We've seen teams like this get shut down. They're going to go to Lincoln Financial and beat the Eagles 100%. with Brock Purdy. Like, we've seen offenses like this in a okay. better situation. The Ravens, when they first debuted Lamar Jackson, was unstoppable. Mm -hmm. How did they get stopped? The Chargers used a DB-oriented defense to stop yeah. them. They game-planned against him, knowing that he was only doing RPO when it was new, and they stopped him, right, when it was fresh. How is a, a defense that's supposed to be the best in the league not going to stop an offense as disjointed and linear as the Eagles. They have one weapon to stretch the field. That's A.J. Brown. They got one possession receiver. And then the rest 
is a question mark. It's all running backs. I hope you're right because I do think that this is a really uh, a clear opportunity for the 49ers to win. Um, they should have probably won last year. They didn't. They screwed up in big moments. Hopeful. I'm scared about Kyle with leads, dude. I still am. I mean, yeah, that's a that's yeah. a good point. Fourth quarter, Kyle. I, you should be scared I, about Jimmy G with leads. He always has one or two Jimmy. Well, G maybe throws, you have BCB right? in instead. Oh. <laughs> we know what he's done with leads. One and zero, right? Uh, Grand speaking. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, I need you to make some sense of this. I thought this was going to be a chance for the Rams to kind of see who they had behind Matthew Stafford at oh quarterback. Boy. Baker Mayfield, he is in Los Angeles right now, and he, uh, listen, he may start. I, I have no idea. Uh, the game uh, Thursday night. Your thoughts on Baker Mayfield coming here? Look, I, I'm all for it just because the Rams at this point, it's a lost season, right? They're 3-9. and nine. Yeah. They've had injuries all up and down the roster and the offensive line. They've had nine different, off, have ten, probably even more offensive li- uh, linemen lineups. And you bring in a guy that nobody else placed a waiver claim on. They were the only team to place a waiver claim for good reason. But the Rams are a team where John Wolford and Perkins have been, Bryson Perkins have been horrible. Like they have not been good. Predictably. predictably. Yeah, yeah, right. And and we kind of knew this. Like the the depth coming off of a Super Bowl would be thin. We kind of all knew that. And, you know, for the Rams, it was like, if we stay healthy, we could be a contender. All of us probably thought the Rams would be a pretty good team this year. I mean, some people probably had their doubts, but we all thought they would be at least a playoff team. You bring in Baker Mayfield at the end of a season for five games, let's have some fun. Like, is, Rams fans should be kind of happy about this. You don't have to see at least terrible offense. You get to see mediocre offense, which is better than what we've had over the past four weeks that Matthew Stafford. And, you know, for the Rams, it, it, it's... You're not probably not going to keep him next year, but if you do cut him, you get a comp- compensatory pick. Yeah. You get a draft pick after that, which the Rams need. Everyone knows that. They traded all their picks for yep. Jared Goff. So you get a pick with this. I don't see a downside to it. Why not just let him play? Let him cook. If he doesn't do well, fine. If he does well, hey, come back be our, our well, speaking backup of, next year. Speaking Why of this, I, I wanted to add something very quickly. A lot of times we count out quarterbacks very early in their career. And let me just say, Jared Goff, as bad as he's been, Every year, and this is just a plain fact, there's no denying this, every year quarterbacks can mature and get better because they can read defenses better because they've just simply been in the league longer. Goff has seemed to improve a little bit. Is he still Jared Goff who makes mistakes, throws a key interception? Yes, but... A lot of times we're saying, oh, this is what happened last year. Justin Fields sucks. He's not going anywhere. Justin Fields this year, similar ascension, obviously not okay. to that extent of but Josh Allen. Baker I, I think it's, Fields are different I mean, I think it's the same situation for both quarterbacks. The offensive coordinator changes a guy's career. They Absolutely. had the best yes. offensive coordinator in the NFL, Detroit Lions. Ben Johnson, the best offensive coordinator, hands down. Oh. And Justin Fields just needed Matt Nagy out of the way. Thank yep. God. So, like, now he gets yep. to play football now. Well, I Matt Nagy's still living off of that cloud of, oh, I, 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 I developed Patrick Mahomes. Right, exactly. You know? So, like, I think there was a similar situation for both quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm not going to dis... Regard what you said about Goff, he has obviously made strides to be good. Well, I'm, that's why I'm saying, I mean, Baker, he's, he's like Baker is just domed up. He still has some talent. He's just in his head. I don't know what's wrong with him. I mean, like, I, I'm pretty sure it's because he had 19 head coaches in, the, in like the last like six years. That doesn't help with your mental. So, like, if he can somehow unwrap whatever puzzle has been going on with him with over the last like three years and being what I will say, Arash, is the last thing. Tough. The last thing I'll say about yeah. this: the Rams have their pick next year. Do they tank and get Caleb Williams? Oh, next year, yeah. Mm. Uh, oh man, do they want Caleb we, we, Williams? We, we have I, to yeah. see if McVeigh, Donald. 
Stafford consider retirement first? Because that was a real question oh, coming yeah. into this year. Donald's Donald still a big it, question mark. That's a big sure. question mark. Yeah. If those guys I'm retire, Donald, I wouldn't play. If, yeah. yeah, I mean, Me honestly, neither. at this point, he, he's for, done everything. For McVay, I think there's a need for him to want to come back and mm. not go out like this. The Tom Brady um, syndrome. Yeah. Yes. Just as like, I mean, he's a, a young coach. At the same time, though, if Fox or a big, you know, I mean, the, that, that TV money is crazy. I mean, yeah, for sure. You have to realize that. All right. Before we go to the break, the Lakers, uh, again, not the normal way we thought that they might lose to Cleveland. Um, Anthony Davis, he, he goes stomach. out in the first quarter, flu-like symptoms. Uh, um, does this change at all your thoughts on the way that this team has played? No. Uh, I think that's a tough opponent. What I'm concerned about is the Knicks only allowed 81 points to the Cavaliers on Sunday. And maybe that was just an off day, but the Lakers' defense is starting to concern me a little bit. We saw that yesterday. If they had literally hit their shots like they were in the past five games, they beat Cleveland by 10 points yesterday, even without Davis, if Lonnie Walker continues to shoot. LeBron if shot one shot in the fourth quarter. Exactly. Quarter. And Davis shot zero shots when he was in the game, by the way. I oh, mean, yeah. Part of that. Zero. Zero shots he, he took. Had, he wanted to throw up. <laughs> yeah, poor thing. But, like, hopefully he plays tonight. I said this on the show um, with, with Armand on Monday. Like, they just need to go one and one in these games. I don't care. Win tonight. I, it, the loss yesterday, who cares? No one's going to blame the Lakers for losing to a top four team in the NBA or five team in the NBA, right? Like, no one's going to give them crap about it. Beat the Raptors tonight. It's going to sound weird because I agree with everything you said, Brandon. But last night, to me, after you beat Milwaukee and all of a sudden the ceiling is, well, what can this team be? Last night was very concerning. They can't guard any any elite guard in this league, if you play Devin Booker, if you play Luka Doncic, if you play Steph Curry, you don't have a single person to throw at them. Donovan Mitchell was licking his chops all game long. <laughs> Darius Garland as well. They're laughing at the Lakers. Go back to that title team. You had Devin Booker. All right, we can put Danny Green there. That doesn't work. We can put KCP there. Yep. That doesn't work. We can try Kuzma. That doesn't work. We can go Caruso. Mm. And then in the final three or four minutes... We can go with LeBron. This team, Pat Bev, cannot do anything, anything. And at this point, now, the Miles Turner, the Buddy Heald stuff, no, you need a perimeter defender. And the name that should yeah. be at the top of their list, do you know who it is? Alex Caruso. If the Bulls keep slipping, it should be Caruso. It is amazing still to this day that they let Caruso. I mean, Caruso wanted to be a Laker so badly. He, yeah. was, he wanted to take less. Um, Practice squatter. I, I, mean, up. You know, I don't know what's taking so long for the Bucks to fold. They need to rebuild. I mean, the Bulls, not the Bulls. I was going to say. My bad, my bad, my bad. Giannis to the Lakers. Yeah, little yeah, yeah. Freudian great deal, slip. Great little deal. Freudian slip. The Bulls, they're 9-14. and 14. <laughs> They're going nowhere. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the problem here is... The way that D Davis was playing, like if he's playing, I like them to win that game. But when he goes out in the first quarter, listen, you know that's going to happen. Okay, good. Clippers should be a simple one tonight against the Magic. Your, your thoughts, guys, on the Clippers? Yeah, I want to talk about this too. Yeah. I, I was just only slightly concerned, but not that concerned. I mean, like, I, these third quarters are like such a bummer for these Clippers. No, it's man. the second offense is a bummer for the Clippers. They, they are one they of can't the worst score second quarter teams in the league. Yeah, the whole second. The, yeah. Oh, you mean the second quarter second or the quarter. second half? No, second quarter. Because they're third the quarter, they're being quarter. outscored by a yeah. hundred. Yeah, like it's just getting decimated, dude. They can't score. Okay, but like they have Ty Lue is a defense. Stone Age offense. <laughs> I don't know what. I mean, he's great defensive coach, and they're going to win games on their defense. 
But they literally, this is a, a joke. Like, Grant knows this. He's as one of the big, pivotal guys in the Clippers community. If they score 100 points, it's a win. Yeah. yeah. Like, and they almost <laughs> lost to the Hornets. Well, th- this is one the of the thing. worst teams, yeah. This is the thing with the Clippers. They, they're... Their rotations are a mess right now. Mm-hmm. They they don't know what direction they want to go. Ty Lue's still... He, Robert Covington is getting zero minutes right now. Which so, is good, which wh- is fine. Yeah, which is fine, in yeah. my opinion. But when you got, got all these guys moving in and out of the lineup, you got guys healthy, are they going to play, are they not? A lot of question marks. It's tough to even play a, a Hornets team. Right. right. The Hornets shot the lights out in that game, and they were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. So right now, get your win. Take a W. A W is a W at this point. Mm-hmm. Take your dubs. Build up in the standings. Get a seed that's five, six, four. Who cares? And just make sure you're healthy for the playoffs. I think that's their philosophy, in my opinion. I just want to say for you, for, for at least for, for Grant's point, I think the second and third units have been fine. Yes. They need to figure out, obviously, it's not their fault. The first unit yes. has been completely injured, right? So, yes. like, that's why I've always exercised patience with this team. Yes. The second unit, if they have John Wall and they have Reggie Jackson playing off ball, which is where he's excelling at, that unit is absolutely fine. I have no panic about that. Mm. Norman Powell coming off the bench, absolutely fine. But we need, I mean, I'm saying we as a hyperbole, right? The team needs that first unit to stay healthy yes. so that we actually know what the heck we're looking at. We got to know. Like Continuity. Paul George has to play with Kawhi for more than 17 minutes, and we got to know what they're going to do. This is supposed to be the dynamic duo. Right. I don't need to watch the second unit excel. I already know they're going to be already fine. Know. The, the I already fine. know they're going to be fine. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend David Bloom talking a little bit more about the Clippers when we come back right here on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California, the Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio. drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Las Vegas, Southern California or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. Let's go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now and join our good friend, David Bloom. David, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to be here. Good to have you. Uh, we were talking before we went to break about the Clippers, you know, in terms of them getting healthier, you know, Kawhi back, Paul George, the consistency is not there. Your thoughts on the Clippers about a quarter of the way through the season? You know, Ty spoke on finding this team's identity, and it really comes down to health. I mean, they've had the pieces for what feels like years, and maybe the Lob City team never had what it took to get it all the way done, but this team looks 
and has the personnel to do it. You have Ty Lue, who's won championship in Cleveland. He's won championships as a player. Kawhi, multiple-time finals MVP with different teams. You've got a veteran roster with a nice young presence. We saw what Diabate was able to do uh, in that nice game against Portland. Um, it's just about health right now. That's really the main concept for this team. You get Kawhi back, he hits that game winner against Charlotte. Great. Paul George puts up 19 on an efficient night. Great. Can you get those guys in consistently? It seems they get picked up and Norm Powell goes down, or Reggie has to take the game off, or, or John Wall has to take the game off. Once you find consistency, and hopefully you can get that over the next 20, 25 games, that will really seal this team's identity. And as they're able to kind of turn this next leaf, you don't want to see what we saw last year. We had guys be able to break out. We saw what Morris was able to do, Amir Coffey, Reggie, when given But now it's time for the championship caliber players to step up, be healthy, and let's see some longevity. Because if this team healthy is able to make it to the postseason, I mean, maybe Warriors, how good the Celtics are playing. But if they're playing at the top of their game, depth-wise, talent-wise, I don't know who's going to be able to go through them healthy. Yeah, I, David, it's Graham Mona. Nice to meet you over the over the phone. Um, as a big Clippers fan, it's, it's good to hear another voice. Um, you know, there's a lot being made about the health of this team. I know you mentioned that a lot. But in my opinion, one of the, the bigger points is, is the rotations. And I know we've not seen a lot of the healthy rotations. But in my opinion, you know, we should probably have Terrence Mann playing – point guard in the in the second unit at least you know using the ball to his ability i mean he's he's a guy that can cut he can slash um he's one of the the best pieces i feel like like you said ty Lue's kind of tinkering right now he's not really using the guys that we kind of assume that we want to use um what do you see with the, the rotations you think that what they have right now for their starting five is correct do you think that the bench could be tinkered do you think luke Kennard can slot into the starting rotation do you think john wall should start because there's a lot of flux about not just their health but who should be playing at what time so what do you think about that you know you're right you know it's good to meet you over the phone as well and and the problem is without the health there's no way to know a consistent rotation because we saw two years ago in the postseason they started messing with those rotations while healthy. And they started staggering Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And Nico Batum got to start almost that, that whole Mavericks series. And, and the Jazz series, you started to see changes. And how do you combat Rudy Gobert in the post and, and in the paint? And it's just about trusting Ty Lue because I know that the Clippers fan base, I know, and I know that the team has faith in him. It was harder to find that faith in, that faith in Doc Rivers, especially when... You had the whole bubble issue and the Montrez Herald plus minus issue. You get a guy like Ty who just has to tinker. I mean, you get new pieces in with Covington and Powell. You get guys back. You get guys out. It goes back to even a couple of years ago, that game against the Atlanta Hawks, that big comeback where Luke Kennard hit that half-court shot was perfect, and Terrence Mann and him both scored 20 and helped the Clippers kind of find that staple win when Ty was bold enough to take PG and Kawhi out. And those were the guys that ended up, that ended up coming back and finishing the game. It's, you got to trust the team. I like the starting lineup when healthy. I like the, the Reggie, PG, Kawhi, Moore, Zoo lineup. I okay. really do. 
it's about finding that second unit because when Terrence Mann, when John Wall, when those guys are getting downhill, you can spark a 10-0 run like it's nothing. When Terrence Mann is, is cutting back door and John Wall is able to take that running start, even in the half court, draw fouls, hopefully hit the free throws, but finish at the cup like he's able to do, it can spark the offense and it can generate wide open threes from all those paint touches that Ty Lue's talked about for years. It, you got to find it. Where does Covington fit in? How do you fit in without a backup center? Does Diabate play more? Does Moses Brown need more first quarter minutes? We haven't figured it out yet. Ty Lue has not figured out what the proper secondary rotations will be because he hasn't had the guys yet. He hasn't had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to stagger them for a while. He's got to figure out minutes restrictions, back-to-back, how to make sure that we can get to the postseason and not have another terrible injury like we had a couple years ago. Once you figure that out, and I'm sure in the next 20, 25 games, if the health is able to stay consistent with these guys, get Norm Powell back, get John Wall to stay on the floor, PG, Kawhi, of course, you'll be able to find it with those backup center minutes, Covington. And look, there's been trade talks around getting another backup big. I know they've talked about Miles Turner, I mean, he's been rumored to go up just about everywhere. And I know they've talked about Clint Capella. Obviously, they want a guy that can shoot the ball. But if it's, you know, too many guys for 10, 11-man rotation, which I'm sure you don't even want to run that many guys, do you make a two-for-one deal, try to get a backup center? You just got to figure it out. But as a team, I'm, I'm sure they trust Ty Lue to do that. Hey, David, that was actually going to be my question to you was um, obviously continuity is a big thing with this group. But do you expect the trade deadline is two months away? Do you expect them to make some sort of shakeup? It's hard to say because on the one hand, you're right, continuity, we haven't seen it. So how do you make an adjustment when you haven't even gotten your full potential yet? But on the other hand, it seems like, and, and I'm glad that he's able to play his part because when he's on, he's unbelievable in Robert Covington, but he's had games where he's a healthy scratch. And a guy like that, you want him to play every night. But then you have Nico Batum, who's great, and you have all these guys that are playing above him that you get why they're playing above him. So is he someone you move? Do you maybe move Nico, which I'm sure that all the Clipper fans would hate to do, and I would have to agree with that. Once you find consistency, I think you can make a valuable assessment on whether you go out and get a high-priority backup center or even some guy that, you know, Miles Turner, Clint Capella, maybe they start. But if you make that move and it does not work out, you have just sold a little bit of your future for a a theory, for an idea that you don't know if it's going to work out. I would say get consistency first. Let's see if we can work out some rotation around Covington, Batum, you know, see where Moses Brown slots in on a healthy team, Diabate. You still have, I mean, you have depth with, with Preston and, and, and Brandon Boston Jr. I mean, those guys are still waiting and able to come in and, and facilitate and be able to play well. We saw what Boston was able to do last year. You find consistency, then you assess. But right now, to preemptively make a trade with Indiana, with Atlanta, unless they're a really starting caliber piece and are really making a big Paul George-esque, I mean, that's a huge move, but a Paul George-esque move, I'd say just don't do it. Absolutely. Uh, David, I now wanted to switch gears to the NFL. 
I wanted to ask you your top five teams going into the playoffs, but like as of right now, obviously things are subject to change over the next five weeks, but who are the top five teams in the NFL right now that you would trust in a playoff series or playoff game? That's a really good question because we have not seen certain teams like this come out of the woodworks for years. I mean, obviously with Eagles and the Vikes, I would have to say that my number one team would still be Kansas City. And I'd say that because of the experience. Yes, it didn't go their way last year, but they're a team that looks like a contender consistently. And the one thing that they have that a lot of these top teams in the NFL don't is experience. Going to the Super Bowl, winning championships, going deep in the postseason. Chiefs won. I would have to put... I would have to say right now the way they're playing, I'd have to swap the Eagles at two. I mean, they look unbelievable. They made Tennessee look foolish, and Tennessee's been playing well this year. They made Derrick Henry look like nothing. They have consistently been on the top of the league. They got that loss out of the way, so they're not worried about being perfect anymore. I feel like that gets on a lot of teams' heads. They're young. They're inexperienced. They have great coaching. They have a great system. Three, I'd have to put Buffalo. They're just an elite offense, and they've been able to maintain, even without Von Miller, that defensive intensity that they've taken some tough losses, but they have been tough losses. Like These losses have not just been blowout games. They have a clear home field advantage, especially in the postseason. Or I'd have to slot Minnesota. Minnesota's a team that has been able to prove it time and time again, even in those tough games. They've lost some tough games to the Eagles, to the Cowboys, but they need better quarterback play. But defensively, they've been on. I would trust Minnesota to go deep. It feels like I'm talking about the Carson Wentz MVP year. It was Minnesota. It was it was the Eagles for that final. And then five? I, I mean, you want to say Dallas. I mean, we've seen it a lot with Dallas, but I'm going to honestly, for five, I got to say San Francisco. They've got experience. I know that the, that the quarterback position just went down. They've got an offense that looks revitalized. And it's just, there's teams that can beat them, but if they get ahead of steam ahead of them, if they got on a downhill run, they could, they could make it all the way. I'm not saying they could win the whole thing, but for a five out of the top five, I mean, you could throw the Cowboys in there, sure. But we know the Cowboys, death taxes <laughs> and them choking. We know what's going to happen. Guaranteed exactly. in life, right, David? The Cowboys, I want to say that, look, I want to sit here and give you all the reasons for the Cowboys, but the minute they get in the postseason, and not to do this to the Cowboys, they never have it. They haven't had it they for a long They never have it. This is no different. The, the media members talk about them all year like they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Every year. No, they looked this good last year. They did. Uh, not this yes, they did. No. Yes, no, no. They did. Not this yes, they did. Yes, they did, in my good, opinion. I think their defense got even better. Well, their offense was better last year than it was this year. It's comparable. I think they're... they're Dude, I, mean, I will guarantee you this. If, if Dallas it, goes, and David, correct me if I'm wrong, if Dallas goes to Philadelphia in a divisional round, they will get smacked. Destroyed. Smacked? Yes. I mean, Dallas made Minnesota look stupid, and the Eagles made Dallas look stupid. There's, yeah. Do they have a, a revamped run game with with the two headed monster that is 
Pollard and Zeke when he's healthy? Yeah. Is Micah Parsons unbelievable? Yeah. Will they choke in the playoffs? Just like last year, almost guaranteed. Oh. Not, not to, to play the whole narrative game, but it does not look it's like... It's true. That's the thing with San Francisco. I know that Jimmy G just went down, and I know that maybe they don't have it this year, but they've got experience. I mean, they a Packers team that Aaron Rodgers was saying, you either have to come to Lambeau or you got to go to the Green Bay Packers. And the Niners did both. They held that team to 10 points. That was an unbelievable team last year that you see they've kind of deteriorated a little bit. The Niners made them look foolish. I mean, especially with their defense on special teams. They've had so many guys come out of seemingly nowhere. When healthy, and obviously the quarterback issue is going to stay that way for a while, they look much better than the Cowboys. I don't see the Cowboys as a top-five team. I know that they were able to beat the Giants. I don't see the Giants as a top-five team either. Right now, it's going to be the Chiefs, the Eagles, or the Bills. Those are the teams that right now look like they're going to be able to make the run. The only other team I would honestly say, I wouldn't put them top five, but you've got to watch out for it because they will have a postseason spot because of how the NFL works, are the Buccaneers. So, you can never count them out because of Tom, because of that defense, because of, of White, David, Vea. They're a sneaky team that's going to be able to do it on the road like they did when they won the whole Super Bowl. I'm just saying. So you had the Vikings in front of the, the Niners and Cowboys. Um, what was your reasoning behind that? Because a lot of people are out on the Vikings, myself included. I, we, I think everyone on this panel thinks they're pretty, frauds. It's pretty universal. They're, they're yeah. a fraud. They're um, going to get so, drilled. And you know, you have a good reason for putting them top five, but a lot of people think they're frauds just because they've won a lot of close games and they've kind of got lucky. What's your reasoning for putting them ahead of the Niners and the Cowboys and even the Bengals, who are playing awesome right now? They just beat the Chiefs. You know... The Bengals could honestly be one of those other teams that if it's not the Niners, if it's not the Cowboys, I could slot into that five position. But the Vikings have been playing as many close games as they've been playing. They went to Buffalo, and everyone's whole narrative was prove it. Prove it. Okay, you're playing well, you know. Kirk's had his fair share of up-and-down seasons, but prove it. They have an unbelievable offense. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, even Madison, Thielen. The offense is great. And the defense has been excellent. The addition of Darius Smith. Harrison Smith's been playing unbelievable. Their defense is, will I say, Super Bowl caliber? I don't think that they're going to be able to make it there. I have to agree with the panel on saying that they're not going to be able to make it deep in the postseason. We saw that last time they made it to the championship game. They got smoked by the Eagles, who went on to win the whole thing. But compared to the Cowboys, compared to the Niners, compared to those teams, I think they absolutely have the edge there, and I think they could take a postseason game. They have been able to show that fight. They stay in games. Yes, they've had some tough losses, but who hasn't? That Bills game really proved a lot to me because the Bills look like contenders of contenders. They were able to go to Buffalo against all odds. They've had a lot of good games. Game of the season, they made the Packers, who clearly have not shown much, look foolish. I believe in this team maybe more than the average person coming from somebody that has had a lot of Viking slander and a lot of Kirk Cousins slander over the years, but I don't think they're going to be able to get it all the way done, but compared to uh, a Cowboys, a Giants, a Niners, even a Bengals, I see it from them. The defense is up there. The offense is improving. Are they going to be tested against the Eagles, the Chiefs, uh, even a Bills again? Sure. 
But right now, it looks like them and the Eagles are the top two teams in the NFC, and I don't see any other team competing with those two teams. All right, David, I wanted to move on um, to back to the NBA. The Lakers have been playing very good basketball, except yesterday, obviously, Davis went out, flu-like symptoms, and he, uh, he just didn't, he didn't come back, right? The team lost, and now Davis and LeBron are supposedly out tonight versus the Raptors. So they're going to be 10, 10 and, f- what, 14? <laughs> four games under, uh, sure. if that stands. What are your thoughts there? I mean, the way Davis is playing, don't you think? I know you're a Clippers fan. I know it's easy to make fun of the Lakers. <laughs> but if Anthony bias. Davis plays super well, don't you think they could be dangerous come playoff time if they get the right pieces through the trade oh, market? Absolutely. I know that the trade market for the Lakers is always, I mean, it seems like every year, such a big topic because they get guys and they seem to want to immediately flip them, and that's, total, that's okay. Russell Westbrook's always going to be a thorn in their side. I know that he's been playing better as of late, but uh, I've always said this about Russell Westbrook, you know, not to, to take away from Anthony Davis, I've said this about Russell. He either will be the MVP or you're going to win games. That's just how it is. If you let him control the ball every possession, he'll score a lot, he'll get the triple-doubles, he'll, he'll win the awards, you won't win a lot of games. But with Anthony Davis, I mean, okay, last night, Whatever. You went out, flu like symptoms, they didn't win, it's Cleveland, they've been playing well, Donovan Mitchell's been great, whatever. Chalk it up, you know. But the turnaround's been unbelievable. It's been on the shoulders of Darvin, it's been on the shoulders of Anthony Davis, even LeBron's been playing well. Yeah, I say he's, you know, one of the greatest in the world, if not the. If Anthony Davis can keep this up, which these have been historic numbers, he's been clutch, he's been making his jump shots, he's been making his threes, he's been a dominant in the paint on offense and on defense. Absolutely, they're dangerous in the postseason. And yeah, you know, I want to say with my my fan bias and the way that I felt about the Lakers my whole life, ah, oh, well, you know, they're going to get there, they're going to choke, but health is the name of the game. It's the same thing with the Clippers. It seems to be a Los Angeles staple. Anthony Davis has been able to prove it time and time again and then get injured. He'll be able to score, I mean, 40 and fit this unbelievable from him. And he's shown he's able to do that with LeBron. I mean, they feed off of each other. They're great together, but the help every time Anthony Davis goes down, going to tear something, hurt something is LeBron going to be able to keep it up. And look, Cleveland's tough, but that win against the Bucks was a staple. I mean, the Bucks they weren't looking bad either. They went on some great runs and Giannis was looking excellent, but Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Austin Reeves, I will say has, been, has looked unbelievable for his, Time, even the the limited time he's had, if that team is able to make some moves and go get some ancillary pieces to maybe fit the scheme, and that's the thing I'll say about the Lakers too is they have a lot of pieces. They don't have a scheme that's going to work to take them all the way. Yes, they can build it. They can put the pieces yeah. together. But do they have on paper? Absolutely. Have they been able to find a scheme that's able to maximize yeah. what those yeah. players are able to do? You can get the 50 they out of Anthony. D- D- David, we have, to, we have to leave it there for now. Uh, we will have you back on next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.